What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? This is Charles Specht, your host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It's good to be with you today. And we're going to hop right into it. You want to know why? Because these two episodes are probably going to be a little bit shorter than the ones that you've had in the past and certainly the ones that are going to be in the future because I'm busy, but I wanted to get you something. So here we go. I want to dive into a topic that plagues every single one of us. Look, you've got a problem with it. I've got a problem with it. Every producer at your agency, whether they are brand new or they've got a $17 million book of business, they all struggle with it from time to time. And so we're going to talk about that today, and we're also going to talk about how to overcome it. Maybe, maybe a, a step process, if you will, on things that you can do that are going to help you alleviate the problem and help you to actually pursue greatness in your career. And so I want you just to think about this for a moment. Thinking small isn't going to help you. Thinking small will make you poor. Thinking small will get you fired. Thinking small will cause your agency to go bankrupt. Thinking small impresses no one. Thinking small makes your prospect laugh at you. Thinking small frustrates your account manager. Thinking small frustrates your underwriter. Thinking small makes you a laughing stock in the industry. These are truths. The topic we're going to talk about today is thinking bigger. But thinking small is a problem. Thinking small is a major, major problem. But those who become super producers, those who build a million dollar or more book of business are the ones who are able to overcome small thinking and start thinking bigger to the point in which it even makes them a little bit nervous, but they then become the ones who actually build wealth. I struggle with it all the time. I find myself going through seasons of small thinking rather than staying true to what I'm trying to accomplish by by thinking big. It is, for one reason or another, something that maybe all of us struggle with, or maybe it's just me. Maybe all of you out there are saying, I can't even relate to what Charles is saying. I uh, am nonstop confident. I'm always thinking big. Everything works out for me. Well, maybe that's not you. Maybe you are like me. Maybe you also struggle with insecurities from time to time. Maybe you also begin reverting back to your old ways. 
maybe there are times in which, you know, if you've had a little bit of a dry spell for a while, you begin thinking back to like what you did before and you just start doing what you did before rather than sticking to the plan, moving forward and actually accomplishing the things you want. Here's what small thinking will do. I actually get, um, you know, I have a chance to talk with lots of different insurance agents. They message me on LinkedIn. They call me on my, on my cellular phone. They shoot me an email, whatever it is. I have a chance to talk to a bunch of them. The vast majority of them out there, I know their problems could be solved if they would simply start thinking bigger. But they're so focused on small that they can't get out of their own way. Can I give you just a little bit of an example? There's an insurance agent um, that I've known for quite some time. And he really struggles with this. He really struggles with it. And it's for a few different reasons. One, I wouldn't necessarily consider this person that savvy of a sales, uh, salesman. Um, he can definitely sell. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that I wouldn't consider him very professional in how he represents and portrays himself. I don't think he's very good at using the telephone. I think that even though he's been in the insurance business for a little while, it still seems as though he's fairly um, unrehearsed when it comes to how to actually present himself, carry on a conversation. Uh, the art of persuasion seems to elude him. And I just don't think that, well, I mean, it's a bit of a coin toss, frankly, if he's going to really make it in the insurance business or not. So one of the things that, you know, is his problem is not only is he a bit younger in, in age, he also looks younger in age. And so I know that he's thinking in his mind, I look like I'm 20 years old. Why should business owners take me seriously? That's something that's going on in his mind. And I get it because I did the exact same thing as well. I'm 47 years old. Someone complimented me this last week that I look a lot younger than what I my age is, and that sounds great when you're 47. Not so great when you're you know 20 years old and you look like you're 14. Okay. Back when I started in the insurance business, when I was 24 years old, I did look like I was 17. And so here it is, confessional. I was one of those guys who went out and bought glasses so that I could wear when I went to prospect. So at least if it didn't make me look older, it might make me look a little bit smarter. That was me trying to overcompensate, if you will, for my insecurities about what I was thinking other people were thinking about me. Now, was it a legitimate concern? Yes and no. Yes and no. There were definitely times when I knew that my age or, and therefore my potential of lack of experience, because obviously I think that's what insurance buyers are thinking. If you're young, that means you don't have experience. You don't know what you're doing, right? So I definitely think there were times like that because certainly sometimes they would ask me, how long have you been in the business? How old are you? Stuff like that. You just know exactly where that conversation is going. It's kind of like the same time when you're sitting down with a brand new barber and you might say to the barber, how long have you been cutting hair, right? You're just a little bit worried about what this thing is going to look like when they're all done. Same thing kind of goes with insurance agents. And so we would be concerned about that. But frankly, I don't really think that for the most part, that was an issue. I really don't. I don't think. And if I was just to kind of throw out a number, 90, 95% of the time, it was never really an issue. And the other times, maybe it was a little bit of an issue, was able to overcome it. But there were certainly some times in which 
it was such an issue that um, I didn't get the business or they didn't want to meet with me. So I totally understand. It is what it is. It's just part of the hard knocks of learning when it comes to the insurance process. So just getting back to this one particular insurance agent, he has been going after small accounts for um, way too long, frankly, a number of months now, even while I have been encouraging him, start going after bigger accounts. There's no reason why you can't go after bigger accounts. You know, you understand the process. There's no real difference in the process here on what you're doing. Just start contacting larger businesses. And I'm not talking like multiple million dollar, you know, on the top 100, um, Fortune 1000, if you will. I'm not talking that. I'm just talking like bigger accounts that are decent size. So to give you an example, he was going after accounts that were like $800 of commission, $1,200 of commission. So we're talking like pretty small accounts. You know, that when you start adding up the premiums, it might be like $7,000 or $14,000. But that's not really what his agency wanted him to do. So I was just trying to encourage him. You know what? You just, you need to kind of go bigger. You need to just really get out of this mindset. And he couldn't stop. You want to know why? Because he was having a little bit of success writing the small accounts, at least some success in which he was able to um, write enough business so as not to get fired. The problem was is that Because he was running those small accounts, he was unwilling to think bigger. He was unwilling to go to the next step, start writing stuff that was bigger. He couldn't get out of his own way. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Why is that a problem, Charles? Why is it a problem that people will write smaller accounts? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here it is. When you get consistent at writing small accounts, you will do a couple of things. One, when you are successful at writing small accounts, you will will not get fired from your local small to medium-sized agency. It's likely you won't get fired. They will keep you around. Congratulations, you're not getting fired. Good, that's obviously a plus, right? I mean, certainly nobody wants to get fired. But here's the the second thing that's true. Also, if you are successful at writing small accounts, you will make enough money 
to pay your bills, but you won't make more money than being able to pay your bills. You'll make enough money to pay the electric bill and to pay the rent or to pay the mortgage or whatever it is. And you know what? Maybe every once in a while, go out to a nice little restaurant, you know, with the with your wife and like your your kids and so forth. But you're not going to build wealth. You're not going to uh, create a retirement plan that you could, frankly, retire ten years early if you wanted to. You're not going to build wealth to the point in which they even look at you and say, you know, that person is partner quality. That's somebody I want to bring on and give ownership of the agency to. Nope, not going to happen. You will continue to build a reputation of small. You will continue to build a reputation of insignificance. You will continue to build a reputation where nobody trusts you for larger accounts. Sure, mom and pop, little clothing shop, you know, that's paying $4,000 a premium, that's your bread and butter. You know what? If you own the agency, maybe maybe you can build your agency on that. No doubt you can. But if you're an insurance producer, nope. Not going to happen. You have to stop thinking small and you have to start going big. That's what you have to do. You really have to. And I can give you all the tools. I can give you everything that you need to do, if you will, to make that leap, to make that jump. But you have to step off the plane. You have to actually go forward and do it. You have to have a complete change in your mindset in order to get to that point. Otherwise, I just simply can't help you. Nobody can. Nobody can. The question is, will you continue to stay small or are you going to go big? You know, when I started out by saying, you know, if you go small, these things happen, right? If you go small, your account managers won't like you. I think that's so true. Why? Well, because if you're running all these small accounts, these your, your account managers are pulling out their hair. Because they've got accounts, you know, frankly, policies, you know, you're writing just separate little policies here. You know, it might be bringing in like $173 of total commission. You know what? If they take a phone call on that account or process an endorsement, suddenly, you know, they're losing money as an agency. And it's just a waste of time, it feels like. It's just like, okay, there's you're not really building anything. And frankly, the account managers don't want to do that. They want to also be able to work on sophisticated accounts. They want to be able to work on more professional accounts. They want to work on bigger accounts. But they can't if you're going to go small. And so they might even begin to resent you. Say, Charles, that's not true. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, recently had a conversation with somebody who's in charge of the service team for the agency. And um, you know, she is kind of like trying to revamp a lot of things. She's doing amazing things at the agency. Um, and just sort of like reworking some of the small business unit. And just saying, why are we even writing these accounts? Why are we even writing these small accounts? Small business shouldn't be for this amount. Small business should be for this amount, a larger amount. I was like, yes, absolutely, exactly. My thought, and I don't think this matters wherever you're at geographically, my thought is that you as an independent insurance agent, you should be writing and targeting nothing less than $5,000 of commission as a beginning starting point. You should be targeting nothing less than $5,000 of total revenue on the first time you're writing that account, period. And that should just be in year one. Year two, you should probably double it. Year three, you should double that again. So that within about three to four years, you've got a $500,000 book of business. 
And as you continue to double it, in about five to six years, you're going to have a million-dollar book of business by just staying consistent, writing a few accounts at that, at that level per year. You're going to be happier. Your bank account's going to be happier. Your spouse is going to be happier. Kids, the account manager, the underwriters, everybody's going to be happier. But if you go small and stay there and get comfortable at going small and even get successful, if you will, at going small, what you're doing is you're basically handcuffing your future. Handcuffing your future. And if I can speak to you agency principals for a moment, Listen up, agency principals. If that's you, if you have in the past, or certainly, let me just say, if even at this moment, you are allowing your salespeople, your producers, to go small, to write small accounts, and to even allow them to get successful at writing small accounts, shame on you. How dare you hire that person? And then handcuff their future. How dare you bring them on and don't actually give them you know, a plan of attack? How dare you hire those insurance producers and not give them a process on which to actually be successful? How dare you do that? Bring these people on who have goals and aspirations and essentially you know you are handcuffing their future where they are just going to make enough to not get fired and then to pay the bills but never really create the life or lifestyle that they want. How dare you? But you can change that in a moment. Mr. or Mrs. Partner at an agency, Mr. or Mrs. Principal, agency owner, whatever you might call yourself, you can change it in a minute by just requiring your producers to go a little bit bigger. Just continue to increase it. And so I just want to tell you, stop thinking small and go big. Everything gets better when you write bigger accounts. Man, I hope that you listen to what I just said, and I hope that you take what I just said into serious consideration so that it can change your life. My name is Charles Specht. I am the host of this podcast, Millionaire Insurance Producer, as well as the CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. <laughs>